a who. It just goes to show that we can, we're, we're tough down in the south. You know, throw a flood at us, oh, we go fishing. You know, throw some wind at us, we'll go sailing. Um, throw an earthquake at us, we'll just get up on the dance floor or something like that. Throw some snow at us, uh, we'll just go skiing. There we go. Uh, but Lord, you, you can throw some sun at us anytime you want. <laughs> And we'll get a, we'll just go sunbathing. There we go. <laughs> sun, sun. I don't think I've sunbathed for a long time. I have gone to the beach and I have chased my kids around the beach, but I don't know if I'm sunbathing is something that I have done. Probably a good thing, by the way. Anyway, you know, just get burnt. Probably not in Dunedin. Yeah. Oh, easy, easy. Okay, I apologize and retract that last statement. <laughs> Let the people have their say. <laughs> As you get burnt anywhere in New Zealand. Anyway, this, is, I, this introduction has absolutely nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with what I want, what I... What I feel God's leading us into this morning, I, 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 all of those, I guess, uh, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those mornings, is it, Lord? <laughs> one of the things I, 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 I don't enjoy, but the Bible talks about that it will create strength of character and endurance. See, when we go through different storms, when we go through different uh, what would, whatever you would want to call it, 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 we have the ability to choose how we're, we're going to respond to um, what, what is thrown at us in life. You know, we all know the story about Jesus walking on water, right? And, and it was a stormy water and all that sort of stuff. But it's, here's the thing is, Jesus is never going to ask you to do something that he hasn't done with you or for you. Because so, we, 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 we forget that Jesus had to walk on the water as well. He, he's God, yes, but he was all human. He didn't have special floaties around his feet. He, he, still, he, he had to have the faith. Jesus had to have the faith to walk out on the water first. And so one of the things that Jesus will do is he will always show you how to walk through a storm. Why? Because he's been there, done that, got the t-shirt. And so I want to just say whatever you're going through, whatever the test or whatever trial, Jesus has been through it and he will show you how to go through it if you ask him how to go through it. And if you're just willing to walk out on that storm as well, just a little bit. Because one of the things I like with the story, uh, the the uh, re, the story of uh, Peter and, and and Jesus is that is that um, Jesus was only just this far away from him enough so he could grab him. You know, Jesus is not on the other end of the building going, "Hey, come out, get out of the boat, and walk and run." No, he he was actually just there. And and he said, "Come to me." It was only he needed to get out of there. He took the Bible says that he took a step. And Jesus was close enough. And so just, just a little mere thought this morning is that whatever you're going through, Jesus has gone through it. And so ask him how to get through it. Run to him. 
if you're weary. Run to him when you need him. Run to him, and he'll show you how to walk through day-to-day life. Cool? Awesome. Um, it's, it's, the, it's Miracle Offering Day. It's Miracle Offering Month, just in case people are away and they'd like to be part of it. And so this morning, visitors, I just want to uh, quickly give you a, an introduction. As, as one week or one Sunday in the life of the year, we, 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 we talk about um, uh, this offering. And this offering is important to us as a church because it's an offering that we're believing is going to push through and we're going to take some ground with it. It's not just a token thing that we do. It's something that we've been praying into. It's something that we're believing into. And, and so this morning we're receiving that offering or we're receiving a pledge for, for how we're going to pay that offering off uh, over a year. And so uh, as you're a visitor, please uh, sit back and enjoy. And I pray if the vision of the house uh, stirs you, you, uh, that it would stir you to get involved in the vision of your house, and, and it would stir you to get involved in sowing into the kingdom of your church, or wherever you may fellowship. And so welcome this morning to all the visitors, uh, but I, I just I sit back and enjoy, um, and, and you know, uh, just be encouraged this morning. I totally believe in the local church, and so if you go to another church, uh, you know, I pray that you have a good, solid, foundational, biblical teaching on tithing and offerings, and so into your church. Cool? Uh, If this is your church this morning, I I pray you're like like me, slightly um, excited, but then also slightly nervous. Um, because whenever God asks you to do something, uh, if it's faith, it's always going to have a little bit of nerves attached to it. And so this morning, um, I'm going to read through some stuff, and, 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 and really my prayer is that I've just asked Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, just come and speak to everyone. Holy Spirit, come and move. In fact, it was like a vision night on Wednesday night. Who, uh, wasn't vision night Awesome. Oh, Vision Night was off the chart, just the presence of God and just what he was doing. People getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. Come on, it was amazing. And uh, I just love that stuff. But I like the thought of the parable of the talents. And uh, I'll just share this quickly if you weren't there. But, you know, we all read the parable of the talents is about a master who came and there was three servants and, and to one servant he gave five talents, to one servant he gave two, to another he gave one. And, and, and the story goes is that the one with five went and invested it, went and sowed it, went and used it. And when the master came back, he was able to produce ten and uh, the master said, well done, good and faithful servant. And the same thing happened with the person who had two. He, he doubled it. But then it came to the person who got given one. And, uh, and, and he didn't do anything with it. He, he actually hid it. And then he just gave it back to the, the master at the end. And the master was disappointed. Uh, in fact, he used a whole lot harsher words than that. But uh, let's just say he was disappointed. Um, here's, a, here's a thought, though. I was just thinking about that. You know, when we read the parable of the talents, we always just think that it comes to finances. We always just think that it comes to money because that's what translations have said, that it's it's gold or, or a talent or it's a measure of finance. Here's the thought, though, that I was thinking about this is, is the master, as in the Lord, has given us so many more different things. Yes, he's given us provision, but yes, he's also given us his Holy Spirit. And how do we steward the Holy Spirit in our life? 
Do we get a little bit scared of that and of scared of uh, you know speaking in the gifts or of tongues or moving in prophetic words, moving in words of knowledge? Do we get scared of that and we sort of bury it just a little bit? Or, 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 or are we sort of developing something like that? Maybe even, can I, I was just thinking about this and praying about it. What even, see, the Lord gives us many things. What about, could he give us a gift of faith? And, and, and so with, with, with one, one servant, the servant goes, you know, okay, I'm going to be faithful in this. And he uses, he, he steps out in faith and, and he doubles or he, he, he grows in faith. And the servant, the master says the same thing, well done. You know, I'm wondering, you know, when it comes to stewardship, how good are we in stewardship with many different things that the Lord has given us? And, and this morning, we are, we are talking about offerings. We're talking about finances. And so I'm, I'm just wanting to lay a foundation out there. Are we being a good steward with what God wants to do in, an, in, in our own personal lives? But here's the thing. We're also, being, we're also asking ourselves the question as, as elders in the life of the church, are we being good stewards with what the church, what God has given us as a church? And later on, I want to unpack that just a little bit more. But as we go into this morning and, and, and we'll race through some stuff for the sake of t- time, I, I, I really, and we prayed this in prayer meeting. I want to, and I'm not apologizing because I believe in, in, in sowing. I believe in generosity. I, I have many, many testimonies in my own life. And in fact, what, what we sowed into the miracle offering last year, uh, God returned to it double for us in our life. I'm not going to share the numbers and all that sort of stuff, but you know, uh, just, just saying that someone bought us a car. Someone has offered to pay for us to go on a uh, flights are paid for to go on a holiday. That has well and truly doubled what we gave last year. And so, you know, I'm, I'm testifying this morning that, and basically into what I want to preach about this morning. And so, as I'm saying, well, what, I want, what I want you to get this morning is that I want your faith to be stirred. I don't want any manipulation to come out this morning. I've prayed through it. I pray that you'll receive what God wants to do through, uh, through your church this morning, through us as leaders this morning. And I'm really believing that God's going to move in your life. And I want to see you blessed. I want to see you push out in faith. I want to see you steward the Holy Spirit well. I want to see you steward faith well this morning. You know, we, we should always have an area in our life that we're stepping out in faith with. We should always have it. Whether maybe you're stepping out right now for healing. You say, okay, this is on my life for a long time now. I've got to push through in faith. You know, this morning your offering, your offering could break something open. And I'm not trying to manipulate if you pay, you receive. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying as you obey God and as you hear the Lord this morning, it opens up many different things as you'll see as we go through this. So if you've got your Bibles, which I pray you do, Open your book, open the Bible to the book of 2 Corinthians. It may come up on the screen, some of it. There we go. This is just waddling over here. There we go. There, stop. That was interesting. Technique. Right. So we got your Bibles? Are you warm? Because it's warm up here. Praise the Lord, the kids' church is warm. Well, it's a little bit holy right now as well. 
I don't know if you've been out there. There's a, a few holes in the ceiling. But it is safe, by the way, parents. Safe. Very, very, very safe. The construction workers have made it very safe. They've, they've made sure the batteries are charged for all the nail guns. All the skill saws are plugged in. And uh, they have been sharpened. Because that was a joke, all right? Sunday morning, help me out. All right. Should be joy in church. No, everything's been put away. And in fact, next week, next week, if everything's going well, and not to put any pressure on anyone who's serving out there, but um, just maybe, just maybe we might be opening up as the bigger kids' church, all ready to go nice and warm as we get into these slightly cooler days. But um, it's awesome. Second Corinthians chapter 8, you there? Okay, basically how I... How I want to preach this this morning, how I want to teach this this morning, is, is, is systematically. I'm going to read through some of it. We're going to jump through some of it. Some of it may be underlined. I'm not sure. But I've got bits that are underlined in, in my part. That's what that I really want to pull out. And I just want to show you stuff. And so I don't have point number one to point number 20. Uh, there might, you might end up getting that many points out of it. That's cool. Um, uh, it will be here till next week. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. What I want us to get out, though, this morning, out of reading these scriptures, out of, out of reading the, these letters that Paul wrote, is the spirit behind the church, is the spirit behind what they're trying to do. They're, they're taking up an offering. They're receiving an offering. And so let's get into it this morning as we open up the Word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, starting from verse uh, 1. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian church. Let's just stop there. It's going to be a long day if we stop there, isn't it? All right. Uh, the first word that I want to pull out is, is the word that I want you to know about the grace. It's about the grace. We've been graced by God. There's, there's, we cannot do any, we can do things in our own strengths, but guess what? It, we, they will not be graced. Everything that we do, whenever we give, whenever we sow, whenever we give time, whenever we pray for someone, whenever, we, whenever we're doing pastoral call, care, we are graced to do it if we're going in His strength. The thing this morning is we are graced. We are, if you don't believe that you're graced, you are graced. You live in, 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 a, in a very a rich country. In fact, if you own a house and you own a car, you are one of the. You live in the ten, top ten percent richest people in the world. That's a crazy statistic. It just shows you how much poverty or how much lack is is under. And so here's the thing: is your grace this morning? You got out of a warm bed or at least a warm electric blanket or something like that. If you're a student with three hundred duvets, you're still graced because you had a duvet. You're graced. We are graced to live in this great city. Yeah, we might have had a flood a little while ago and out in South Dunedin, but guess what? The water's gone now uh, because of the infrastructure has been able to sort of catch up. Things have been unblocked. We're, we're graced that, our, uh, that, that, that amazing white chair in our, in our homes, uh, you push a button and it just goes away. Uh, that's, that, we're graced. People are sitting back there, that's grace? Yeah, yeah, well, hey, stop pushing the button. 
Well, we live in a great country. We live in a, in, a, in a great community. We live in a great town where we've got lots of things. We've got internet at our fingertips. We've got power at our fingertips. We are graced. We're graced. And someone said that if you are born in New Zealand or Australia, it is like winning the lottery, the world lottery, the billion-dollar lottery. But anyway, we thank you. So not every point and not every word I'm going to stop on like this if you're freaking out. Um, but we are graced. God has given the Macedonian church. In the midst of, of, of very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they, that they, I'm picking on small words this morning, they. Church, it's, it's they today. It's, it's not a person. It's they today. I'm praying, you know what, that every single person would be involved in this offering to God this morning. That, you know, whether it's, it's $10, whether it's $50, whether it's whatever amount, whether it's 100 whether it's 1000 whether it's 10000 I don't care. But really what I care about is that they, that us this morning, that because where your treasure is, there your heart is. When we put our treasure into something, we know our heart's there as well. Here's the thing is, we're, you, you, you will never sow into something that your heart's not into. You know, and, and so this morning, I'm really praying that they, they gave up much as they were able, as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability. Wow, what a generous spirit. Even beyond their ability, there was a stepping out in faith, not a stepping out in stupidity, but a stepping out in faith. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service to the Lord's people, and they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord. Isn't it? See, when you give yourself first of all to the Lord, everything else actually becomes easier. But if you haven't given yourself first of all to the Lord, this stuff's hard. This stuff's really hard. But when we know the salvation that we have in Jesus, and there's a scripture a little bit further on in, in verse 9, where it talks about how, how, how God gave up His Son first. God was the most generous person uh, that, that I know. No one else has given their son to die on a cross for my penalty, for my sin, my shame. And I, I you know, and, and that generosity uh, wells up inside of me. I pray it wells up inside of you as well. I like the fact that they urgently pleaded. How awesome is that? Uh, let's keep going. They first gave themselves all to the Lord, and then by the will of God also to us. So we urge Titus, just as he had, excuse me, earlier made a beginning, uh, made a beginning to bring also to completion this act of grace. I like that thought. It's an act of grace. See, we are graced, but now there's an opportunity to be have to make an act of grace. All right. Let's keep going. On our part, or it says your part. But since you excel in everything in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel, here it is, in the grace of giving. Who would like to buy someone a house one day? You don't have to put your hand up. You'll never buy someone a house if you can't buy them a cup of coffee. If you can't buy them a cup of coffee, you're never going to make shout them for dinner. 
You know, it starts off as a, as a small journey and, and you start growing and you start trusting God and you start seeing what he, he releases to him because that's the parable of the talents. The, the reward for doing well, oh, this, okay, we'll try and stay on top, topic. But the reward for doing well was not just because uh, it says uh, faithfulness. It says this, you were faithful in little, I will make you ruler over more or over much. There's a difference between just going from faithfulness to faithfulness. We're going from faithfulness to ruling. See, faithfulness is stepping out in something and trusting the Word of God and believing in the Word of God. But He's going to take you to a place where, actually, I know the Word of God. I'm faithful in the Word of God. I can rule over this situation now. I used to hate talking about finances. I used to not like it was one of those taboo subjects. It was one of those subjects where everyone in church just folds their arms. And if you're lucky, stays awake most of the time. <laughs> I couldn't do that because I just wake everyone up. But uh, but it was I just I just didn't like talking about it. But now, and I'm not boasting in this, but I've got faith for finances because I've seen God do amazing things through finances. As I've I've I've, as I've trusted Him with bringing my tithe into the storehouse, or Pastor Desiree and myself bringing our family's tithe into the storehouse, and we've seen Him add to our increase. And now, you know what? When it comes to something, uh, and, and, and I boast in the glory of the Lord about this, but I, I've, I've had people come and say, can you just pray for me and, and pray that the grace that's on your life will be released over us. And in fact, there's some dear friends of us. We prayed with them. And now they're published authors. And, and their, their, their book's going crazy and all that. But, but they, there was not a breakthrough there for a while. But now they're, they're seeing God do amazing things. Why? Just because we're praying. Just because we're just deciding to rule over something that, that God has graced us with. Cool? Let's keep going. They, they gave first of themselves. Let's keep going. Um, what verse did we get up to? They excelled. Verse 7 that was. Pay attention, please. Right. That was a joker. I just joke. Calm down. Uh, I'm not commending you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that through his, this was the scripture that I was talking about, how, how God was give, gave us Jesus. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that through, though he was rich for our, your sake, he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. I love the fact that uh, I've received Jesus as my personal Savior. You know, when he, actually, when you receive Jesus as your personal Savior, you do feel like one of the richest people in the world. You're rich in your heart, rich in your spirit, rich in salvation, rich in trusting Him, rich in just knowing that He's got you as His, his dad's, dad's got you. Dad loves you. He's going to show you and he's going to teach you some stuff. He's going to walk, walk you through some stuff. But my heavenly father has got me. Last year, uh, let's just go. And here is my judgment about what is best for you in this matter. Last year, you were first, not only to give, but also to have the desire to do so. Now finish the work so that you were so eager, willingness to do, that it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable. 
Can we just stop there for a minute? There's no competition here. There's no competition today. But if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable. If you're willing this morning, then God's going to accept it. But if you think, oh, I mean, the pastor just said they and they, that means I have to be part of this. And uh, yeah, um. Hey, if you're at that point, that's cool. No problem. No, no problem at all. You know, walk it through with God. Walk through with the Holy Spirit and just let Him minister to you and let Him work out that area. Because, you know, finances can have a hold on people. And, and hey, there's no, that's, that's okay. That's okay. You're walking through stuff. You know, we, there's lots of stuff that you could be walking through. I don't need to mention it. But, you know, do you know what I mean? There's a, it's okay to be grappling with some stuff with God. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. We've been graced. Let's keep going. I want to jump down because I'm going to just run out of time. Jump down to verse 21. For we are taking plans to do what is right not only in the eyes of Lord of the Lord, but also in the eyes of man. I purposely added this scripture. I wanted to highlight this scripture. Here's the thing is, because I just want to say it again. For we are taking plans to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also of the eyes of man. Why am I highlighting that? Because history tells us that sometimes, well, actually, let's just be honest. History tells us that there wasn't a responsibility there. Can I just say to you as a pastor and as a group of five elders in the life of the church, this is an integral statement that we can say as Scripture, and we can declare and stand on, that we take it a great honor and a great privilege to steward the gifts that God brings into the storehouse. And without no doubt of that, we, we, uh, with our financial um, services that we use and with how we, how we fund and how we, how we agree on stuff, there's always two people have to sign some stuff. There's a little sign things. We can't do anything without, uh, without double agreement. And, and, and so whenever we, we don't just go and say, hey, we're going to go and do this. I, don't, I can't do that. I have, a, I have a certain level that I can spend up to. Uh, without trustee approval, but once it goes above that, there has to be trustee approval. Can I just say that I need you to everyone in the church to know that we are very integral in how we handle the finances in the life of this church. Um, and in fact, and I think almost the finances are up, maybe, on the Charities Commission. Uh, we've disclosed, or not disclosed, we've, we've reported and uh, we've done proper financial accounting this year. And uh, so if you want to talk about any of that, always make an appointment and we can always walk through the finances. But I, believe, I just wanted to make sure that was clear uh, because it's, it's integral and it's stewardship on behalf of the elders and leaders in the life of this church. And so you should feel comfortable in that. Is that okay? All right. Let's keep going down to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 now. And it says this, and your enthusiasm has stirred most of them into action. I love a little bit of healthy, competitive, not competitive, but just I love spurring one another on. 
I love being enthusiastic when it comes to finances. Why? Because I just had seen the blessing in my life. And if you're sitting here this morning and was like, oh, I haven't seen the blessing in it yet. Well, guess what? Can I just say, and this is again because of the biblical understanding and covering of how leadership work. I want to release that over you tonight, uh, this morning. I want to declare that you have financial freedom. But you will only have financial freedom if you follow some of the principles in the Bible when it comes to finances. And so, but, so you can have that grace, but you've got to follow some of those principles in the Bible. And I want to just stir you up. Come on, do it. I want you to live blessed. I want you to live happy. I want you to live excited. I, I love the fact that Roy over here, he got married and he made money out of his marriage. That never happens. Has anyone else made money out of their, mar- out of their marriage? No one. No father-in-law. Or no father has anyway. But, you know, I love the fact that just because of diligence and stewardship and what God's given him, you know, many things, everything... Um, oh, he can tell you the testimony another day, but it's, I love the fact that people can say, you know what, we may, God blessed us so much. The, the grace of God abounds to us much. Why? Because they have been generous in other areas. Awesome. Let's keep going. Are you good? You good? Enthusiasm to stir up. Here we go. Because I really want the Holy Spirit just to minister. Verses 6 in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. There's, so there's Paul's talking, Paul's talking, he's done all this stuff. But this is, this is biblical pattern now. I'm not saying it's a prescription, but I'm just saying biblical pattern of how God works. And this is Bible, this is not just me. And so you can read this, you can write this down, and you can make your own notes, and you can let the Holy Spirit speak to you in these moments. All right? Because this is what the Holy Spirit does. It says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap also sparingly. That's not me trying to manipulate this morning. Because I didn't make those words up. I've read them out of the Bible. Out of the Bible this morning, the living, breathing Word of God. So this is what God says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Okay, so that's just point number whatever. If we do that, but whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Well, I like that verse. I don't like the other one, but I like that verse because, oh, actually, do I like that verse? It just means now I have to be generous if I want to reap generously. See, this morning, there's, you've got options. And, and again, I just want to release you out of anything, but I want to teach you. And I want to say, if you're going to be generous, guess what? You're going to reap generosity. But if you're, if you're going to be sparing, you're going to be reaping sparingly. That's just, just the thought. There. That's just the Bible this morning. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not, in reluctant, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. <laughs> I just had a vision in my head. It's like, Lord, what does a cheerful giver look like? And I was like, saw the offering bucket down here and someone doing cartwheels down the aisles and woo-hoo, jumping around joyfully. Maybe that's you. I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, there was, there's a, I, I think, you know, when it comes to God loves a cheerful giver, 
And God loves just someone who's, who's, who's out there, who's, who's going, walking by faith, who's trusting God, and he's, and, he's, and he's just excited for what he can do in that person. Let's keep going. Have they, they have decided in your heart, not reluctant or under any compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, or at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. That is an awesome scripture. Really, that is an awesome scripture. I'm like, well, Lord, I want all things. I want life to go well. Well, how do I do that? Let's just rewind a little bit. Oh, I need to be cheerful. Okay, rewind a little bit more. Oh, I need to be generous. Okay. Oh, Lord, that's really just a picture of you. Do you think God was cheerful when he sent his son to die on a cross? Yes, he was. I wouldn't be, but that's because I don't carry the nature of God. The nature of God was cheerful about giving his son Jesus to die on a cross so that we may be forgiven of our sin. Isn't that amazing? Because when we have Jesus in our life, life starts to work. We start to be cheerful. We start to be abundant. We start to be living in all those things and having all that we need. You know, if you've got Jesus in your life, you have everything that you need. Because he'll lead you. He'll show you. And he'll, 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 he'll take you on that journey. Cool? All right. You will abound in every good work as it is written. They have freely scattered the, their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Verse 10. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase. Your stores of seed will enlarge and the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. I don't know if you picked it up, but I want to read one scripture out of that, that little pile of scriptures again. And it says this in verse 10. And it says, at near the end, it says, And will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. I don't know about you, but the harvest of God's righteousness is what we're about as a church. Yes, we want to make the building nice, a little bit relevant. We want to make it warm and all that. But out of your generosity, God's going to release righteousness into this place. God's going to, we're going to see more and more, more and more salvations for Jesus in this house. Why? It's going to come straight out of generosity. It's going to come, you know, why, why, why can we do that out in the car park? Why can we have those people in, uh, running around with umbrellas and jackets on and all that? Why, why can we do Why? Because it's generosity. Why do we have a good kids program uh, and, a, and a warm facility? Why? Generosity. Why have we got heating in here? Why have we got food afterwards? Why have we do coffees? Why do we give away chocolates? Why? Generosity. Why? Because we're believing that every person that comes through the doors will be valued. And when they're valued, we're just saying, hey, we love you. We're trying to do our best. We're going to make mistakes because we're human. But we're going to love you because God said, because Jesus died for us and we want to love you. We want to lead you to Jesus 
And that's what it's about. I believe that God wants to release and enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Let's keep going down. And why don't we jump the band up? Can the, jump, can the band jump up? Thank you. I pray you're getting stirred this morning. It's always fun when I've sat in, in, in conferences and someone's getting up doing the offering message. And it's like the third or fourth night in. And you've given, and you've given, and you've given, and you just get to the point where you're like, But there's a uh, in that in that raw moment, in that uh, moment, in that testing moment, in that squeezing moment, we've got an opportunity to respond by faith. We've got an opportunity to take the word of God that I've. That, this is the word of God that I've read this morning. This is the word of God that I've. Read. We've got an opportunity to take the word of God and what it says and put it into practice. many things. He who supplies seed to the sower, still in verse 10, and bread for the food will also supply and increase your stores of seed and will enlarge the harvest. The kingdom of God is all about faith. The kingdom of God is about advancing. The kingdom of God is about increase. And He wants to increase in this area of your life as well. Generosity on every occasion and though through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Drop down to verse 13. It is because of the service by which you have proved yourself. Others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ. Church, this morning as we take up a miracle offering, we really are believing for miracles. And if I could say that this was a scripture that would highlight our heart behind our offering, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ. When we give, we're declaring the gospel of Christ. When we give this morning, we're, we're declaring, God, we're believing for your advancement in the kingdom. We're believing, Lord that people will get saved. We believe in God that, that we, we, we'd be a, a, a generous church. As I said, before, I think it was a few months, weeks ago, that one day you're going to stand in heaven and people are going to welcome you in and say, hey, I'm here because you gave. And you're not even going to know them. People in the Philippines right now, there's a missions trip at the end of October, November, by the way. We're going to get you some more details that we're doing Equippers Wide. But people in the Philippines right now, a church of over 500 strong. Why? We were able to plant that last year because you gave. This year, we were able to do up the, the creche areas and the kids areas. Why, why did we do that? Because we value family. And we want families we want you know the the main thing that mum wants to know and in in, when they're in church is that are their kids all right 
So we're going to value kids' spaces, and so that's why we're doing them up now. But you, because of your generosity, the gospel's been reached into the UK, into the Philippines, into Africa. In fact, part of the church planning fund, you're reaching Brazil and Rio de Janeiro out of your generosity. This morning as we receive that offering, when you give, know that you're giving for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Know that you're giving in advancement.